Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bull scene. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm pretty good. Now that we got going, we had a bit of a technical issue before we started tonight. <laughs> you decided to start yeah. faffing around with a microphone and, you know, we got there in the end. So let's let's do this. Yeah. I mean, we started, what, about two hours ago? And we're just... Yeah, uh... feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, obviously, as always, we start with the latest Bulls news. And the latest Bulls news is Media Day. Absolutely. So... That's where we'll start. Um, now, obviously, we were kind of in and out of the sort of press conferences and stuff last night, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Through work and you've yeah. been busy. Yeah. Um, obviously, listened back to some of it today, picked up a lot of what was said. So I'll, uh, I'll throw it to you for what you sort of picked out from it. Yeah, because I um, actually sat down and worked my way through all of it today. Um, so I tried to take a few a few kind of pointers from each each of the presses, and uh, we'll go we'll go over them. So I suppose the first one and the best one to start with is uh, is Arturus and Billy. Um, so you know we got a lot of the the usual kind of lip service and and what you'd kind of expect from a lot of uh, from a lot of media day presses. Um, particularly from Arturis and Billy, um, you know, the usual wanting to change a shot profile, play faster, move the ball better. Um, but the thing they kind of came back to was about the team working in cohesion, like being more of a team. Um, and Arturis stated Nashville and, and the training camp down there as the big opportunity to do that. He did also kind of lean on the fact that they have spent more time together during the off season, during the summer. A lot of them have kind of been in each other's company and and tried to kind of build um, more of a team feel uh, between them. So that's something that he's obviously impressed with and happy to uh, to see. He also mentioned that even though very few changes had been made, that what they were trying to bring in was physicality and toughness and that he felt that that had been upgraded through the signing of Craig and Carter, which, I mean, I tend to agree with. We've spoken about that ourselves. And um, I guess it's like we said before, they've tried to bring in a little bit of what they lost with Lonzo um, almost across two players, which which does plug the gap a little bit, I think. And we won't really know how much uh, it's going to work until we start seeing them play, I guess. But um, I think I think it's a step in the right direction with the limitations that were on them. And as we've spoken about during the off-season, um, AK went on to say about his faith in this group, which we knew we were going to hear again. I mean, it's the definition of continuity, isn't it? Um, and he also expressed his faith in Billy as an independent uh, point. So um, I guess he's going to wave saying to everybody, Billy's not going anywhere. He's not going to be fired. <laughs> he's here for the long haul uh, as well as this group are. Um, he was questioned about DeMar and his extension talks. He said he wouldn't go into anything, but they absolutely loved DeMar and DeMar loves being in Chicago and the extension talks were ongoing. So he wasn't going to comment any further. 
Um, I mean, by the way, feel free to jump in on anything that you want to kind of throw your tuppence at because there's a lot to go through, Matt, and you'll probably end up forgetting what you want to say otherwise. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, with the sort of AK one, like you said, we knew what was coming. We knew what mm. was going to get said. To be honest, it was for me, there was nothing nothing new to take from AK, what he said. It doesn't help the fact that they were, said most of it on 670, the score last week as well. Um, True. Yeah, it was, it was kind of a reiteration of a lot of that. Yeah, so to me, I, I don't get excited by AK and Billy talking. It, like in terms of media day, it's more what the players have got to say because I think you get a look into their mindset going into it. We know yeah. what AK's mindset is. It's run it back. We know he's going to say, you know, um, he's got faith in Billy. He's confident in this group. All the usual, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I do think this year having the Lonzo situation sorted has definitely helped and obviously that took a lot of the them sort of questions away from him you know it, yeah, it's it. now we've we've focused on what we need to do and it was like say, shot profile you know making the offense faster was another thing mm -hmm. that they kept saying on it yeah um you know I quite like the way Billy talks as well I think he it's, I don't like particularly like the way he coaches, but he seems <laughs> to be able to talk a good game. So, right, yeah. Um, to be fair, I was a bit in and out of their press conference anyway because I was at work while while theirs was on. Um, yeah, yeah. But I kind of got the gist of where it was going with how it started. So, yeah, it, it was pretty much what we expected. I mean, they did go on to talk about a few other points. I mean, um, they were quizzed on the point guard position. And um, they said that it was open for competition and won't necessarily be locked in for the season either. So it's not just a case of once they've locked in on a point guard for the start of the season, that that necessarily is going to remain the case for the entire season. Um, and Billy even mentioned the fact that um, it may be, which, which I know you've brought up before in the past, it may be, uh, depending on the competition that you're playing against, it may be, you know, matchup dependent. And... You know, like Big Dave used to used to always say there a couple of seasons ago, Billy Donovan isn't beholden to any lineup, and he's basically said that um, there himself by basically saying that you know he's not locked in. Um, so mm. he even he even went on to say that um, starters, in regards to who's going to start and who's going to come off the bench, that people focus on that way too much, which is another thing that you've said in the past as well. Um, <laughs> It's not that pump, important pump. who starts the game. It's more important about how they are used when they come on to the court and using the right players correctly and effectively. Um, just because someone doesn't start the game doesn't mean that they aren't going to be the, the best closeout or the best finisher for the team. It all depends on what's going on in the game. And, and that's down to Billy to, to make those choices and to um, shuffle around the players to fit the games and to fit the situation that they're in. Yeah, I did notice that Billy said something about P. Will in the sense that they've they've tried. Do you know what I mean? The, mm -hmm. and the best decision was to take him out of that starting lineup and yeah. limit what he was doing and stuff like that. Which 
obviously we're going to get into P will later on anyway, but right. uh, you know, it's. I thought that was quite interesting as well. To be fair, yeah, that, uh, yeah, and he did. He he said that, and he mentioned as well the fact that he wants the starting four to be P will, but he's not yeah. guaranteeing that it will be. Yeah, and I think and it you- was um, on Bulls talk because obviously they did their little bit after the main media thing as well. Yeah. And it was Will, I think it was Will Perdue that said on the, the podcast that's come out today about the end of the day when Billy's 75, all he's got to sit back on is a win loss record. Yeah. And yeah. it's not what ifs, you know, ifs and buts. And I can't remember what he said, something about Christmas and nuts. And yeah. Like and that. he also said at that, <laughs> at that stage, he can't affect it. He can't go yeah. back and change it. At that stage, he just has to sit there and, and like it or lump it. So. It's on Billy to increase his wins and, and, you know, kind of try and stagnate his losses so that there is an imbalance there in his favour. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, you know, media day is all about sort of building that excitement and it? it's the end of the off-season as such. Yeah. And you, you know that you're going to get the same textbook answers, media answers. And, yeah. You know, it, to me, it, I mean, obviously, I'm sure we'll get into it as we go on, but it's the behind the scenes sort of videos that come out and mm. you know the presses are, are what they are you know i like to hear more from the players and yeah because i think well, you see their I'm personalities really glad i didn't and... spend all day listening to the presses and taking notes now, thanks, now. <laughs> 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 so, but yeah i mean that's it you know what you're getting from ak and you do. We pretty much summed that on Twitter yesterday when I put the post out about it being media day. Everyone pretty much chimed in with what AK was going to say. So Yeah, exactly. Um, and there were two other points that I took from it. I'll go over quickly because one of them is one of those absolute textbook expected answers. And that was about the Reinsdorfs and going into luxury tax spending. And his answer to them wasn't a no, but it wasn't a yes either again. It was pretty much the same thing as last year was um, that, you know, he's spoken to them both and, and they've agreed that they will be prepared to pay into the luxury tax if they can show consistent success. But it's mm. this whole what comes first, the egg or the chicken, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Because how do you get success if you don't invest in the team and yet you won't invest in the team in order to get that success in the first place? So, you, you know, what are you going to do? You're kind of you're kind of stuck yeah. in the middle, which is exactly where the bulls have been for so long unfortunately the the one thing i did find interesting though and it was kind of the most interesting point i took out of it was um when billy was asked about kind of like a game plan going into this season he said that he wants them playing into the paint more to increase free throw opportunities and offensive rebound chances he wasn't necessarily pushing for just jacking up a load of threes right which is kind of the way a lot of people are pushing them. Just throw, throw up the threes. Throw up. I mean, there's no guarantee just because you throw up another 10 threes that you're still going to hit 50% or 48%. Yeah. That's not necessarily going to be the case. You could jack up an extra 10, 10 three-point attempts and, and miss seven of them, and that brings your averages right down, your percentages right down. So I like that you said this. Um, moving the ball into the paint to increase free throw opportunities because they were the, I think they had the one of the highest percentages of um, free throws made but also one of the lowest percentages of free throws attempted last season so that's obviously you know as he said you get more opportunities of getting a whistle if you're in the paint than you are if you're throwing a ball up from further away because you've 
you know, you've got less action, less interaction. Um, so I like that. And also the fact that he said, you know, it, it increases offensive rebound chances. We know offensively on the boards, we're not great. Defensively is a different story. We've spoken about this ourselves, but offensively, not so good. And a lot of that is because the ball is being put up into the into the air and there's nobody around the rim in order to get in a position to get those offensive rebounds. So the fact that he's looking at that, again, that's something that I like. Um, and he also mentioned that that's the way he wants to look for the three-point attempts. So it's what we've been harping on about for the last, what, two or three years. Get the ball into Vooch or whoever's in the middle. Let the defence close in and kick the ball out to a shooter. But you need the shooter to shoot. Yeah. So. Yeah. And not just anybody throwing up threes either. No. Because we've seen how that goes. Exactly. Alex Caruso with a big fat zero. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm sure they've all been working very hard on their three-point shot all off-season, though. Which is what everybody wants to see. Especially in an empty gym with no NBA uh, competition. Exactly. (laughs) And we're not going to see that anymore because training camp has started. Exactly. Now, now. (laughs) It's it's all done now. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I'm not necessarily going to do these in order because basically I kind of watched them in the order at which I was more interested, um, if yeah. I'm honest. So, so the next one throw I listen- me all over them. Brilliant. Excellent. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The amount of times you've done that to me. Revenge is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one I listened to was DeMar. Okay. Good place um, to start. It is a good place to start. So, Basically, the first thing that was put to to DeMar was about the improvement in the East and the moves that were made by Boston and by, um, oh, Jesus, why can't I think of it? Who got Milwaukee? Milwaukee, there we go. I should be able to think of one. Milwaukee Bucks (laughs) uh, getting Dame. So anyway, (laughs) it's been a long day. Um, Yeah, so he was he was uh, asked to address that situation and straight off the bat he was ready for ready for it he goes, i love it because i love yeah. it so i love the idea of a more competitive uh, east it means that the team and himself have to play harder they have to step up to the competition and uh, he he thinks it's it's better for the ball club it's better for the east and it's better for basketball in general and i tend to agree with him um it does mean that you have to elevate your game more. And, you know, if you're a competitive sports person earning the kind of bucks that they're earning, bucks, um, you do expect them to step Just. up. I know. I, I, yeah. Go on, go and see him play, you know. <laughs> Borderline box fan. Um, New nickname. No. No. <laughs> no. Gary. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, um, moved on then as I'm going to, with the three-point shooting. <laughs> and he said, you know, everybody's at him about three-point shooting. Is he going to add that to his game? Um, as, is it something he's been working on? And like, look, we all know, we've spoken about this as well, DeMar can shoot the three. He just doesn't shoot it that often. And he shoots it at a reasonable clip when he does shoot it. He, You know, his percentages aren't bad. And his answer was, three-point shooting will come. Mm. He goes, whatever is needed, he's going to be able to do it. So if he needs to shoot the three ball, he'll shoot the three ball. 
if he doesn't need to shoot the three ball, well, you know where you're going to find him. You're going to find him just outside the paint on the elbow, pump faking, right? That's where you're going to find him. Stunning. But we all know that in a clutch situation, if you need a three, it's more than likely going to be in Demar's hand, not in Zach's hands or Vooch's hands or anybody else's. It's more than likely going to be in Demar's. Mm. And he's not afraid to take the three. And I like the fact that he was like, look, look, guys, I can do it. And if I need to do it, I will do it. But do I have to do it? Yeah. Well, I can't remember if it was in his presser or, like, again, talking to Bulls Talk or whatever afterwards. But he said, I could hit nine threes and it means more to you a lot than it means to me. Yeah. And, you know, so that that just sort of sums it up, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's everybody says he needs to be doing it, but he says, I'll do it if I need to. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's kind of what we've been saying about him, isn't it? Is, yeah. Do you want and, and... Demar to become somebody who, the, basically, to me, if you're making Demar a three-point shooter, the ball's going to be in his hands even more. Mm-hmm. And people don't want that. And you're going to make him think about what he's doing, which slows everything down even more because he's thinking, oh, shall I get there or shall I take a step back or shall I pass it or what? And by that point, you know, he's already 20 seconds with the ball in his hand. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I know with Demar, he was asked about the Olympics as well. Yeah, he was. That's the next point want, I've got, you know, actually. And, yeah. Um, and we give textbook answer what you expect. I've done it before and I'd love to do it again. Yeah. But again, that, you know, to me, if he gets, because it's LeBron that's picking the team, if he gets that selection, then, you know, that's good for him because it shows that how highly rated he is by the rest of his players or yeah. the rest of the players in the NBA, should I say. Um and but I mean the first thing I took away from Demar was this the sneakers. Yes. The red chai up tempos. Yeah, you know, we've, we've yeah, we've seen that he's been working out in the up tempos through the off season in an empty yeah. gym against nobody. Um but <laughs> obviously he wore them for media day and I've seen on the training camp pictures so far he's back to the black and white. Sort yeah. of Scotty Pippen ones, um, mm. and again, I think he's serious when he needs to be in the way he answers stuff, but he also tries to be relaxed about it. And he said, "Didn't he?" At one point, I've been thinking all day what I can say that's funny, but I just yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think yeah, it was I mean, Casey it? Johnson then said to him, uh, "To or maybe it was Sam Smith that said." Does that mean that you rehearse your answers, Demar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is it? It's probably his 15th media day now, isn't it? So it's, yeah. he knows how to play it. And yeah, I mean, he, like I say, good place to start because he was one that I was looking forward to because mm. I, I just like the way he is with the media. And there's I that think they enjoy clip. him too. Yeah. And there's that clip of him on the CHGO. Obviously, they were there. Yeah. Shout out to them where he sort of walks down and he's you know doing that down him and you know it just sums him up i think that he's he just he just loves being there doesn't he, he just loves yeah. you know the whole it's the start of the season and getting that sort of vibe and so 
yeah. yeah. There's a lot to be said mm. about a player that still loves the game that much after mm. the career he's had so far. And loves being in Chicago where he wants to stay. Absolutely, yeah. Because <laughs> obviously he also said he's leaving it to his agent to talk about the extension. Yeah. I actually have the quote from him on that one. Um, you know, he was asked about the contract talks and he goes, hey, look, 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 I've got an agent that deals with the contract talks. And he goes, uh, I basically say for them to talk to him and for him to leave me the hell alone. <laughs> so <laughs> he obviously trusts his agent, but he just wants his agent to deal with it all and just basically bring in the contract to sign at the end of it and he'll go with it. Like, you know, he understands yeah. it's a business. I'm sure he tells his agent, look, I am really enjoying my time in Chicago. It's my preferred place to stay. You go and work it all out. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure they'll get something done. because Let me concentrate on shooting threes. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And getting new <laughs> up tempos. <laughs> so, um, like you say, he was quite kind of relaxed and chill and funny at the same time as DeMar tends to be. And, and when he was asked about the point guard situation, which is something that was brought up with pretty much everybody um, yeah. the the point guard position and, and how he was like expecting it to go competitive uh, com competition wise in regards to the players that are, are vying for the, the number one spot as the number one and I love this tongue-in-cheek answer I don't know if you yeah. heard it but yeah, he was basically saying well yeah well look I want to play in that position too I'm going to compete <laughs> with these guys for, for the point guard position too yeah yeah <laughs> Which uh, I thought was great. Yeah. And uh, it also his comment on, I can't remember if it was Tory Craig or Javon Carter, where he said, you know, I'm glad that he's on my team because he used to annoy me. And yeah. the reason is because he used to wear odd shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. As well as um, how good he is defensively. Yeah, he also said he was a dog, um, which, you know, we've said as well. And he, he said, on Javon, he's an outstanding competitor. He used to get on his nerves because he's such a dog and because he wore odd shoes. <laughs> and he's going to help us in every way. <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah. So he was asked about summer training as well as summer, like as in the Demar summer training, the Demar camp that he does with P. Will and and the young guys. Um, and he said that it was tough, uh, but that they made it through. Um, he was also asked who joined him and had Kobe joined him. And he said it was on him that Kobe hadn't joined him, that Kobe had arranged that, a weekend to come the down. Ayo that he said um, that about. Oh, was it Ayo? Yeah, no, actually, yeah. I have it written here. So uh, I thought I did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Ayo. Because he was leaving um, town, wasn't he? That's right. That's right. So yeah. he was meant to come down. Sorry, not Kobe. Ayo was meant to come down and join him, but he was actually away. So. It was actually his fault that he, he couldn't come down and train with it. Um, yeah, which is he, pity because I think it would have been good for him. And he um, he didn't feed them either. Nope. He said they'd sort out <laughs> their own food. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, what else did he talk about? He talked about uh, continuity, of course. That swear word that we all like to use from time to time. Yeah. Um, and his answer was, sometimes you've got to fail as a group. You've got to hit the wall hard with a group to see if you all are going to get up and help one another back up. So I like yeah. that. It was real DeMar type quote as well. And so there we yeah. go. Um, and 
He was also asked about how they expect to compete with everybody else in the East. And his answer was everybody's zero, zero. And he's looking forward to the new beginning. That's what he was looking forward to yeah. most. But my favorite quote from the whole thing was um, he was asked why this year will be different and why it will provide different results than the previous two seasons with the same core three. And quick as you like, because the third time is a charm. And that's yes. exactly what we've named this episode. Yep, exactly. So, you know, I enjoyed it. I expected to enjoy it. He's always a, a fun listen. Um, but uh, we also have a little bit of a clip from him that was not from his presser, but it was from an interview shortly after. I think it may even have been Will Gottlieb that put it up. Yeah, it's a tr I think it's tr training camp, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but we'll play that towards the end when we're talking about the person that he's talking about. Yeah, so exactly. Remind me to play that because I forget. <laughs> okay, so anything you want to add about Demar? No, loved it. You know, um, like I say, the main thing I took away was his uh, up-tempos. And, uh, yeah. just... Which you couldn't see in the presser because he had them under the table. Yeah, but there's plenty of pictures going around. If you haven't seen them, go check them out. Yeah, plenty. Um, so I decided then that the next player I had most interest in listening to was Zach. So first thing that I want to bring up is that they'd obviously been talking as in Zach and Demar, because when he was asked about this season and the acquisitions that have been made in the East to make them stronger, his answer was zero, zero. We're at zero, zero, right? Yeah. We're all starting the same. It's a fresh start. So it was the exact same response as Demar. So they've obviously sat down over a Gatorade and had that discussion uh, and had it ready to rock. Um, but they don't like each other. No, they don't like each other. There's no. There's <laughs> going to be no cohesion in this team whatsoever. You know, they, it's going to fall apart. Um, yeah, so he was asked then about the Bulls acquisitions. He was asked about Javon more so. In fact, I found Torrey Craig wasn't really mentioned too much in any of the player interviews compared to Javon mm. Carter. I also found that Torrey Craig was brought up a little bit more so with AK and Billy, but not, mm. not with anyone else. So I found that kind of interesting enough. But um, Yeah, there don't seem to be many pictures of Torrey Craig either, I've seen. Mm, no, seen, no. Now, whether that's because they're not trying to sell him too much because they want to keep P-Will as the, the golden child before, I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm sure if he starts playing well, it'll be a different story. Um, so anyway, Javon Carter was brought up to, to Zach and he said that he's a real competitor and looking forward to play with him. Real textbook stuff. Um, asking about how he was going to use his time to make the team do something different this year and, and um, what he expected. He said that they were looking to play more up-paced basketball. Um, so it, it comes back to that higher tempo, kind of like they did with, with Lonzo. It was it was quick transition offense, getting back on defense, um, locking it down high up and then going again. Um, he said they're going to play to their strengths, which, you know, again, I mean, Zach was more textbook than, than DeMar was, but it's what you'd expect him to say. Uh, he also said that it's up to himself and DeMar to create better shots for themselves and for their teammates. Mm. 
which I'm not so sure that I like that one so much. Because if that's the case, that sounds like it's an absolute carbon copy of what we've already been looking at, which is either himself or Demar holding the ball at the top of the arc and deciding whether you know Demar's going to bring it in and go ISO or whether Zach's going to either drive or pull up and shoot. I don't want to see more of that. I want to see the ball in Javon Carter's hands or Kobe White's hands or AC's hands and moving the ball around, creating a better shot opportunity and putting the ball in deep to Vooch, like we said, and kick, getting the kick out that way. I mean, we all know that catch and shoot Zach is the best Zach or catch and drive Zach is the best Zach. And, you know, bringing the ball up Zach is not the one for me. So yeah. I'm hoping that's not what he's getting at with that one. Yeah. Um, he was asked about Io, uh, and his reply was, he's a great man, hard worker, injects a lot of energy, and that it, they worked out together for a couple of days in California. So I hadn't been aware of that. So that was interesting to know that he's, you know, making those connections with Io. Mm. Um, it's good to see. It's good for Io as well because I think Io could learn an awful lot from Zach. Um, and with him being the hometown kid, well, I know he shares that accolade with uh, with Javon now. But being the hometown hometown kid who is expected to go back to what he was in first season, um, yeah. hopefully, you know, he he he'll learn how to bounce back and and that from talking to Zach because you know, obviously, Zach has had to recreate himself a few times. Um, he also said it was good to have a full off season uh, without having to rehab um, so that when he comes into the season now all he needs to do is step on the gas and go Yeah, which fully agree with um, totally understand uh, he said he instead of adding to his game because he was asked about you know how most players go off and they add something more to their game every off season his point was that he'd sharpened his knife and mastered his craft more in the off season. He'd shot a lot of threes and worked on his finishing. So, I mean, that's exactly what we want to see from Zach. So, yeah, yeah it's it's just more of the same, but if he's got better at it, I'm all on for that. Reiterated the aim to get back to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yada, yada. We all know that. We want to see more. We, we, we want you to start winning games in the playoffs. We want you to climb up the ladder. You know, that's my point on that. Anyway, I don't know how you feel. Um. Yeah, it, that's what that's it, isn't it? We want playoff basketball, and to get it, you've got to get better in the regular season as well. So, right, exactly. Um, yeah. what else have I got? Yeah, so he basically ended it all with his quote. The, the, the best quote to take out of it from Zach was, um, it's time to put pen to paper and see some results which is hard to disagree with. I mean, you can talk a good game all you want, unless you're actually going to put it on the floor, it ain't going to matter. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I took from Zach, as expected, he was asked about the trade, constant mm -hmm. trade rumours, and he said, I've been traded before, it's business, I don't listen to it. Some I believe, some I don't, but it's not come from my camp. So. Yeah. Pretty standard response, I guess. And he did say, yeah. obviously, he committed to the Bulls when he signed on the dotted line. He did. And he's committed until the day he leaves, basically. Uh, yeah. He he signed a 
what four year deal and he expects to play to the end of his contract so he's not going to think of it any other yeah so that was it really from zach um the rest of the interviews were a bit shorter after that um apart from vooch's was vooch's a little bit longer and so i was curious then (laughs) i let my curiosity get the better of me and i went to lonzo um it was Mm. pretty standard stuff i mean I think he was only there. I'd say he requested to be there or his agent requested for him to be there. Um, Kind of like he did with Stephen A. Smith, proved a point, you know, I'm still here and, you know, I I still have a place in this squad. I think it was a little bit of that, to be honest with you, which, look, you can't blame him for. I'm sure he's in some sort of a headspace and he's trying to get himself on the right side of that. And maybe this was part of that for him, um, which I can kind of fully understand. So he basically, I'll go through this quickly. He basically said he's halfway through rehab, he's progressing well, taking it day by day, and he's getting better each week with no set timeline. Uh, but he has been given the whole year to get ready for next season. So he'll be splitting his time between LA and Chicago in order to do that. He was asked what he misses the most or what's the hardest thing for him. And he says he just is, just misses playing. It's a big part of his life that's gone. And he wants to get it back. Um, the only thing that I did enjoy out of it was at the very, very end, uh, Drummond came in and picked up yeah. a mic to ask him a question and said basically you know hey, hey Lonzo how are you feeling you feeling healthy and he was like Drummond you're too late we've done that already <laughs> he just gets up and he walks away so that was good fun yeah I mean uh, you know I was surprised to see him there yeah, it seems like he's in a good good headspace which is a good thing um, and it's good to see him around the team and but phew, if he comes back, he comes back. If he don't, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised, are they? So, no. But what we do know Lonzo, is, maybe. yeah, <laughs> what we do know is that he's not back this season. So, right, move on. And I think apart from him turning out and being there, everybody seems to have accepted that fact. Even himself, they've all yeah. kind of gone, look, it's done. We've a year to not have to worry about it. We've a year yeah. to not be answering questions about it. We've put a timeline on it and it doesn't affect this season. Yeah. So I like that it's put to bed now. They can refocus themselves on a full season without Lonzo and deal with anything else after that. Okay, so then I went to Vooch. Um, He's very excited about the contract. There's a lot of work undone, which is part of the reason why he decided to stay with the Chicago Bulls. Um, he, he thinks that the team has a lot more to show and improve on. And also it created stability for his family who've said that they like living in Chicago. Um, talked about the World Cup, said it was great for his country, for Montenegro. Uh, it was a great personal experience, but also said that he doesn't expect to be used the same way as Montenegro used him for the Chicago Bulls because it's the different game in the NBA um, and FIBA is much slower and therefore he would expect to be utilised differently in the NBA anyway, which is mm. quite a realistic way of looking at it. Um, he said he talked with Billy about utilising him more, um, not just with scoring, but he, he came back to it a few times talking about his playmaking, which is something that you and I have harped on about for the last couple of years. Um, and it was also about finding balance between his three-point game and his inside game, basically. Yeah. Um, now, he did talk for a long time 
I didn't take too many notes out of it. I just kind of took the main points out of it, really. A lot of it was kind of going around in circles, plus he's quite a slow talker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anything you want to add on Vooch? Did you watch no, it? No. To be honest, he's one that I didn't see. Okay. Um, I've heard a lot of what he said, and I think it's, again, he, he speaks well. And mm. I think you could get a sense of his frustration. Yeah, I think so too. How he was used. Um, and we've already heard him say that, you know, it's pretty much last chance with his three. Mm -hmm. And I think he's yeah. kind of backed that up with a lot of what he said. So, yeah. yeah. So, Javon Carter then was the next one I went to, which I know this is going to be one that you're interested in. Mm. Um, his first point that he made was that putting on the uniform to him was very special and it was a childhood dream, you know, that he would only have dreamt of being able to wear a Chicago Bulls jersey and play for the Chicago Bulls when he was a kid. Um, he said what he brings to the table is really going to help the team both on and off the court, which, yes, that's what we need, definitely. Um, and probably your favourite quote and mine was uh, when he was asked about his thoughts on Milwaukee and Boston, his answer, ready to go, was, I don't really care, I'm a Chicago Bull. Yeah. Like, what do I need to talk about other teams for? Yeah. In the story. Loved it. Loved the way he shot it down. It was just like, I'm not interested in that rubbish. This is it for me now. Yeah. Um, what I found really interesting was there was a question asked him or put to him. I can't remember who asked him now, but when he was playing against the Bulls, what did he think of the Bulls? Mm -hmm. And he said that the team, this team are reluctant to shoot and they think about it too much instead of just taking what's there which is absolutely what we've all been saying, not just us, but across Bulls Nation, you know, just shoot the ball, you know, this, yeah. this catching it, being open and then passing it to somebody else because you're reluctant to take the shot. Obviously, Javon is not happy with that situation and will be trying to correct it somehow, some way. Uh, but he did also go on to say that he absolutely loved their defence and the tenacity that they have on defence, that they don't give up on it. Yeah. Um, and we know he is you know, a great defender. So that's obviously something that he sees himself fitting in with. Um, and also uh, that on-ball defence that we are lacking since Lonzo went down. Okay, we have it with AC, but to have it now in Javon is great. Um, he said they just need to start playing more free and not hesitate. And everybody needs to start being more aggressive. P-Well. Um, he didn't say P-Well, but we know what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, he also said he can help by being more vocal um, and went back again then to say, guys got to shoot. We can all shoot. Everybody on this team can shoot. They just got to shoot. So, uh, again, it's reiterating what we've been saying. Um, he was asked then about Io and the Chicago connection. And uh, he said that they both play the same way with a chip on their shoulder, which is the Chicago way. And obviously he respects that about IO and expects the same respect back from IO. So we'll see how that pans out. But I can see the two of them getting on quite well. And I can actually see him taking IO under his wing a bit, which could be very beneficial for both the team and for IO. Yeah. Um, he also asked how he was going to affect the team. And he said, one player isn't going to change it. It's got to be a team thing. It's a long season and we're going to need threes. So 
you know, slightly differently to the way Pat Bev came in and Pat Bev was like, yeah, I'm going to change it. It's all on me. This is more Javon kind of coming in and saying, look, we are going to do it as a team and I can help affect that. And I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, he said he's comfortable calling people out. He just needs to learn to find a better way to deliver the message. And had a little chuckle to himself. So I'm not entirely sure what he's referring to, but I'm sure we'll find that out pretty quickly, to be honest. Um, he said he just can't describe what it feels to be a bull and he just wants to get out there and play. And now I'm sure you watched this one. Yeah, I did. Um, like you said, that quote he made about, um, you know, he doesn't care. He's a bull. Yeah. Loved it. Um, and there was, I think it was when they asked him about what it feels like to finally pull on the Bulls jersey. It's, it seemed like he was shaking a little bit. Mm. Like he was quite, that his excitement was that much that he, he couldn't hold it in. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be a, a fan's favourite. I think he's already, the way he speaks and stuff like that, he's, he's got the fans on his side. And then I think when we actually see him out on the court, he's just going to be, you know, the player that we're all wanting to be, basically. And obviously he did say he would be a vocal leader. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, obviously, once he works out how to say it to certain people and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I just think he's going to be a very underrated fan's favourite, sort of bit, not quite to the Caruso level, but um yeah, I think you know, as soon as fans see him out there, his toughness, his his blue collar style play, the fact that he can actually hit threes, stuff like that, yeah. the fans are gonna love him. And I think they're gonna constantly get him up on the sort of press conference with the whole being from Chicago and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, um the more I see of him, the more I hear from him, the more he's Becoming my guy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. So <laughs> not even gonna get into that. So on to your other guy, Kobe. Froby. <laughs> yes, Froby is back. Um so yeah, uh he did sit down with the big mad afro um sporting it again, which uh you know we've always said that he plays better when he has the throw out. Than when he doesn't, uh, hence why we say Froby. Um, so the first thing he was hit with was his contract extension. And he said it was just a blessing and that he was excited to be back in Chicago with the team that drafted him. Um, kind of went on to say with all the changes um, that have happened in the team and across the league that he considers it um, a, a blessing that he's still with the Chicago Bulls when, you know, he didn't say this, but when not many are. Um, In regards to the point guard battle, um, he said that all he can do is push the pace and play in transition, which is the new plan, fits him, but the decision's not up to him. He's just there to play basketball and do whatever he can for the team to win. And it's just going to be him and continue to play his game and continue to grow um, and that he's just going to be him. Just going to be Kobe. Yeah. I um, obviously was asked a question by P. Will Wonny about his throw. 
He was. And he yes. said it was the way he's vibing and he wants to go back to high school, Kobe. Right. Oh, it's a... Yeah. <laughs> but he did also say that he wasn't... It could change, but at the moment, he's feeling the throw. Yeah, which we're all feeling it. I know I yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's better look. It suits him. Yeah. Plus, when he does that head rock thing to try and sell a foul... It really helps when the throw kind of flops back with it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, plus, the thing I took away with Kobe is the whole goofball sort of, you know, scaring Zach. Um, yeah. He broke the little thumb wrestling thing that he was playing on with Benny. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, and I think the thing with Kobe is he's settled now. Um, yes. you know, obviously him and Zach, I think they've got a bit of an underrated connection. You know, a lot of people don't talk about it. You know, the mm. fact that at the end of the day, they're the only two from the previous regime, and Zach's been there for his whole career. You know, so obviously, you know, Kobe's, you know, he's. He obviously looks up to Zach as a bit of a mentor, I think. Yeah. Which, which a lot of people don't seem to to mention. So, but yeah, um, you've jumped the gun a little bit with the player prediction. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I clicked on the wrong one. Sorry, <laughs> I, I just realised I wasn't doing the tickers for most of the, the people we've been talking about. Very professional. <laughs> um, so, and then I clicked on the wrong one. Yeah. No, there we go. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I've got nothing else on on media day. I don't know if there was any more players you listened to. Um, no, there was a few more points from from Kobe. Um, he was concentrating with Johnny Johnny dribble too much and Demar. Um, oh, this was the quote I liked. He's grown to love the chaos and live the chaos of the unpredictability of his situation. Whatever role I get this year, I hope that remains stable so that I can find that consistency in my game. I just want to grow, continue to get better and be more consistent. I've been labelled as an up-and-down player and I want to change that. Fair enough. Yeah. That's what, that's what we all want to see. Absolutely. So, you know, he was, he was obviously quite comfortable pushing his own, um, his own narrative. And the final point I have on him was that he said he was known as a scorer when he first came into the league. He was the leading scorer in North Carolina mm. history. And so he has enjoyed altering his game as a point guard to be more of a leader, more of a vocal guy. It's been great for him. And he wants to continue to fine tune those things and continue to get better at setting up his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> so become less of a combo guard and more of a point, point guard, guard, I guess. Yeah. If it works, it works. Yeah, well, we'll take it. We'll take anything that means the team improves, right? Exactly. So, yeah, obviously, uh, that's it for, for media day. Obviously, training camp has started uh, today. There's obviously bits and pieces coming out as we speak, I think. Um, photos and all that sort of stuff. So, I don't know if you've got anything on that before we uh, move on. No, no, that's it. I think I've said plenty. So yeah, uh, before we finish off our player predictions, I will send it to our ad read. 
obviously here at Sea Ridge UK we are partnered with USA Sports. USA Sports is a UK and European based sports merchandise retailer. They cover NBA, NHL, NFL, MLB as well as Formula One. From hats to hoodies there's something for everyone. From Chicago Bulls to Team Red Bull and everywhere in between. So check them out on all the socials and at usasports.co.uk and for 15% off enter the code CREDUK at checkout. So uh, we went a little bit longer with the media day talk there than I think we anticipated. Sorry, took too many. And we're going to finish off our player predictions. Yes. Um, these are the last three. So we'll probably get through them a bit quicker than we thought. And the first one is Dale and Terry. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. Um, bundle of energy. You know, he would put a video out of, you know, where he was behind Demar taking the mick out of him and stuff like that at media day yesterday. Um, obviously, last season didn't exactly go to plan for him. Despite the fact that Bulls fans were calling for him to play, obviously spent more time with Windy City and sitting on the bench and dancing and stuff like that than actually playing for Bulls. But uh, didn't really have the summer league everybody was expecting either, did he? No, he didn't. Which was slightly disappointing. And he is one of them players that everybody says has to improve his shot, his three point shot. More so, mm-hmm. and we've we've discussed him before. You know, I think he's one of them players that he finds a way into the rotation by doing everything else than what people actually want to see him do, which is improve that shot. Yes, he's going to need that shot. Everybody needs needs it these days in the NBA, mm-hmm. but I think his defense is his passing. His energy, all that—that's enough to get him in the rotation, as long as it's required, which it obviously wasn't last season, despite the fact it was. But yeah, um, before we give quick predictions, what's your take on him? Um, yeah, love the kid, absolutely love the kid. Do I love his game? Uh, the jury's out. Um, mm. I think that's the hardest thing with DT, isn't it? It's it's very hard not to enjoy him. He's incredibly infectious. He is, like you say, that big bundle of energy. He's definitely a spark. Um, when he does get a few minutes, he's going to give his all 100% every time he's out there. But if your 100% isn't NBA level, then is it really going to be any good? Now, I hope he's a work in progress. I hope he does improve his game because I see an awful lot of potential and upside there. Um, but it's just so hard to know when he's had so little playing time. Yeah. Um, and like you say, Summer League was his chance to impress both fans and the organisation. And I think he kind of he slipped up there. He missed, he missed a real golden opportunity to do that yeah i mean you can't take away his work ethic and stuff like that and i think no. his his willingness 
to be an NBA player is what's going to help him as well. Mm. Um, Expectation-wise, I hope we see him get more minutes. But I don't think we will. I think he goes, spends a bit of time down with Windy City again. Mm-hmm. And I possibly think Julian Phillips gets more time than him this year. Because he, I just think he fills a different need, Phillips, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't help that he's competing um, against so many people, I suppose. Yeah, in the stacked guard room, if he is a guard or if he's a wing or what, nobody knows. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, grade-wise, I think he'll end up with a D. I just mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to see enough of him. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd be the same. I'd give him a D um, for the very same reason. I just don't think he's going to get enough of an opportunity. Um, I'm just hoping he doesn't end up to be, you know, the most expensive lovable in Chicago Bulls history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, next player, which one we're going with? I'll let you throw it up. And... Oh, we'll go alphabetically. All right. Kobe White, no, my guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I would say the OG, but he's not even the OG. Uh, yeah, he's he's just my guy, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I absolutely love Kobe. Um, I didn't, maybe at the start of last season, I was a little bit maybe on the fence with him, but. I was soon smashing that fence down by driving the Kobe train last year. Um, I love the way, you know, he's, like I say, he's that goofball, in he, around the team, mm. you know, and it, it just, I don't know, I think he seems a lot more settled now. Obviously, he's got his new deal, knows what he needs to do, knows where he needs to be, all that sort of stuff. As much as people say it, he didn't. He did actually improve defensively last season. He did. You know, he improved as a player all around, just not statistically. Easy for me to say. Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, if he can improve them stats this year, and as he said himself, just go back to being a scorer and a consistent scorer as well, then them fans who are still sitting on the fence with him and think that we've wasted the money on him, he'll soon have them loving him again. Do you know what I mean? Hopefully the throw is there to stay because I think that's the best version of Kobe. Um, And as I've said all along, I don't want to see him get that starting role as much as I love him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then at the same time, too much gets put on the starters. As Billy said. <laughs> and as I said. Does that mean that you're agreeing with something that Billy Donovan said? I said it first. He agreed with me. <laughs> he, must, he must be listening. Hi, Billy. Yeah, um, yeah I, I mean, you know the situation with me and Kobe, I was very reluctant to jump on board the Kobe train and you kept on um, plugging away at me until I eventually kind of caved in. 
and came down off the fence and and said, right, okay, yeah, I see your point. Uh, and I do very much and did very much see your point by the end of the season. Um, Kobe excited me when he first came to the Bulls and then I rapidly lost interest. Um, but I'm very excited about Kobe White again and his newfound confidence, his newfound defensive playing style that goes along with everything else in his game. The fact that he's putting on so much effort into his handles for the last couple of years. Um, if he can work on his shooting and getting that any bit consistent, because like, you know, he said it himself, he knows consistency is his big problem. He's he's renowned as an up and down streaky shooter. If he can get any kind of consistency behind that, we know how hot he can get. So if he can get even close to that on a regular basis, Kobe White is going to be part of the future of this team. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that he is the second longest tenured player on the Bulls. Right. Nobody talks about him being a leader. Mm -hmm. And if that's something else that he can develop as well, because I think, I think they probably all love him in the locker room, the, the way he is, the, the na his nature, do you know what I mean? And we saw it at the, the baseball game with his dancing and stuff like that. If he can maybe convince a few more people that he is serious, then that leadership side of him comes out as well, which could elevate his game that little bit more as well. Yeah. Um. You know, it, He's to me. He's got to improve his stats this season. Um, whichever stats you want to look at, whether it's offensive or defensive, and I think he can do it. I think he was the one player that everybody wanted on the court last year. Whether it, it started off the bench or whatever it was, fans wanted him on the court, and I think that's how it's going to go this year as well. Mm -hmm. And. I struggle what grade to give him, really, because you just don't know what his role is going to be. Um, but going off last season, and I think he improves again, I'm going to give him an A. Wow. Told you, he's my wow. guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're going for an A. I, I'm not quite as uh, as high on him. I have him... Um... I just double check to see what I had put down. <laughs> I um, <laughs> I have him marked as a B plus, which is mm -hmm. by no stretch of the imagination a bad grade. It's just not quite as, um, I suppose, high as yours. Yeah, um, I mean, you kind of want him in that sixth man of the year talk, don't you? If he's yeah. going to be coming off the bench, and that's yeah. the, I think that's the sort of season he has to have. Right. Yeah. However you want, but obviously a lot of that goes down to Bulls winning or losing. So, yeah, that, well, that's a big part of it. But can I ask you a question, actually? On the, You know, the whole, like, goofball, uh, Robin Lopez-type role that he has within the team. Um, do you think that that detracts from him as a leader? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's what I mean. Like, if you can get more people in the locker room to take him serious or the media side of things to take him serious, then... yeah. I think, but it's a tough one because sometimes, I mean, obviously people aren't going to follow him. They're not going to follow him into scaring Zach and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But if 
he's obviously a, a presence in the locker room. And if he can turn that presence into being taken serious on the court as well. Yeah. Then I think, I mean, I'm not saying he's a leader now, but I think he can progress into become, at the end of this contract, basically. I think he could be, because I think he'll, he's obviously growing up and he's maturing. So that goofball side of things will probably dwindle a little bit. But I think he'll still always be up for a laugh, which is what I think he'll maybe go a little bit Demar sort of type over the years, where he takes the game that serious, but he still wants to have a laugh with everybody in the locker room and yeah, be a leader that way sort of thing, where people go to him because they want to talk to him and they want to listen to what he's got to say, basically. Yeah, not a bad place to be. Yeah. I could be completely wrong and he could just stay a goofball and start wrestling like Rolo does. That too. Taking but... it on the mascots. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. So, well, on, on to last one. Yeah, last one. And I've started everyone, so I'll let you start with P-Will. Yeah, well, like I say, you know, unlike you who has, what, 10 players that you claim is your guy i pretty much have one and that's p will um and the scary thing is i'm still waiting for him to prove me right but (laughs) (laughs) this is this is going to be the year it has to be the year and it's going to be the year i'm not expecting him to take a massive leap or anything like that but i do expect him to start becoming the player that he needs to become um, I mean, I was listening to Bulls talk um, the media day one today, and I think it was Tony Gill that was saying that, like, when P. Will wants to do what he wants to do, the guy is practically unguardable. Mm. I mean, he moves like a small guy, and he's built like an absolute tank. Mm, not um, anymore. Well, he's thinned down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but he just, I mean, if, if he really wanted to, and, and this was the point that was being made, was if he really wanted to, he could strip the glass on the defensive end and run the court practically any time he wants. And he just doesn't do it. And I'm not saying that it's that extreme either, but... What I do think is if he exerts himself and acknowledges within himself that he is physically gifted enough, skilled enough to do these things more frequently than he does, then, and he really truly starts to believe it, then maybe he will start to develop into this player that we all hope he can be. Come on, tear him down now. I put him up there. You can tear him down. No, I'll let you um, put that video up. That I know you was. Okay, I will put, put the video in. up. Right, one second. Obviously, now. it is from Demar at uh, training camp from today. From what he wants to see of P. Will. Yes. One second Which now. We all want to see. Yes, we do, especially me, because I want to be right. 
Oh, hang on a minute. Give me two seconds because I've just lost the link. And I know, yeah, I had it ready the whole time. And now, here we go. This is your big moment. It was my big moment, but you talk too much. Here we go. (laughs) Showing a little bit more bravado. You know what I mean? I'm hoping he get a take this year. He get a take this year. One iPad and two, y'all see how far he done came. So So there we go. Um, The completed evolution for P. Will in DeMar's eyes if he gets a tech and has even offered to pay for it. Yeah. Basically, he wants to see that aggression. Exactly. And that's that's what I take of it. And that's what we all want to see. There's no denying P. Will. He's got the talent. He's got the size. He's, he's just that that mindset with him in it. And he's commented and said it himself that he's working on it. Um, You know, and... I want him, I want him to, to become that guy, not my guy, just that guy. Um, <laughs> but he's, I don't know, he, he's not really shown me enough to, for me to believe that he can become that guy. And as I've said before, when we, we spoke about him on a previous episode, if he can just become a solid role player, that's all I'd be happy with. You know, somebody that we can rely on, somebody that we want on the court because he starts rebounding, he can hit the three, he can take take the ball past however many players. And look, we started last year by saying that we were going to give him 20 games, or I did anyway, before I was getting off Peewell Island. And... I did stay the course with him on Peewell Island. I didn't particularly enjoy it, my time there. But I stayed the course and I'm still there now because um, I want him to become that guy. Whether I'll be there at the end of the season, who knows. Listen, if enough of us will it into existence, right? Yeah, I mean, like I say, I'm I'm on Peewell Island, but I've got my tickets booked to get off an open-ended ticket. I'm I'm gone as soon as... I feel like it. So, you know, expectation-wise, you just want him to to do it. That's it, you know. Yeah. He's got so many parts of his game where you just want to see him improve on it, whether it's his rebounding, his, his confidence, his aggression, whatever it happens to be. You know, and you just want to see him be consistent with it. That's the thing, because we do see it in dribs and drabs where it's like, oh, there he is. And then it's like, where is he? You know, and you can go through a game and not realise who's actually playing at the four when he's on the court. That's that's my biggest sort of issue with him. Prediction-wise, I don't know. I'll let you don't, go. Don't let it. me don't let me influence <laughs> you. You tell me how you really feel. I'm gonna say C plus. Okay. It's higher than I thought I, you were gonna say. I just don't see him having having that year. Okay. I want him to, I just don't see him having it. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you know, as it says here. 
I'm chasing <laughs> rainbows. Um, so I am going to go very, very positively for a B. I hope you're right. And I hope right. I'm drastically wrong because like I said, I do want him to do it and we need him to do it. That's the biggest thing. So yeah, uh, I think we've rambled on enough for this one. Um, but as mine says, wherever we are, bulls are back. Nearly, you know, they are back on Sunday. Um, play or playing, six pm UK time against your team, Milwaukee Bucks. My other team. <laughs> um. <laughs> As for us, I don't, I don't feel so bad saying that now that Grayson Allen is gone, but um, yeah, not really my second. <laughs> As for us, uh, 6 pm doesn't really work for us, but no. uh, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. As we discussed in the chat the other day, and uh, mm. I don't want to make public. Um, <laughs> and also, as for us, we're hoping to be back Thursday uh, with another episode. Yes. Hopefully with a guest. If not, yep. it would be just the two of us. To well, to give our season award predictions as we've asked everybody else for so far. I'll so turn. keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out for the tweet. That'll be going out at some point as well. Yeah. And until then, thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit the bell, give us a thumbs up, leave some comments. And as always, I've been Matt. And you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And you can find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. On behalf of us both and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in. Whether you're watching or listening, please do subscribe, rate and review and give us the thumbs up on YouTube. Uh, from Matt and myself, remember, it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. Until next time, CRed people. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.